Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. If you're new here, welcome. The Healthy Hustlers is a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers, where together we chat health mindset and motherhood. Featuring easy to digest conversations with some of the most successful and influential people in our country, including the likes of Kayla Itzines, Megan Gale, Elise Knowles, Sarah's Day, Mick Fanning, and many more, this podcast is sure to give you a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and well-being goals. With over 150 episodes for you to enjoy through storytelling, my aim is to offer you a fresh perspective and inspiring insights that will empower you to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life. Introducing Australia's new feel-good place for all things health, beauty and wellness. Beautifullyhealthy.com.au is now open. Hustle your way to beautifullyhealthy.com.au and explore their range of over 6,000 health, wellness, and beauty products. Sign up as a member and you'll receive 15% off your first purchase. I'm starting this guest intro a little bit differently because this episode carried with it a beautiful reminder for me from the universe. In 2018, when I first started this podcast, I wrote a list of dream guests in the back of my notepad. If you're a regular listener, you would have heard me talk about this list. It contains about 15 to 20 highly influential and inspiring people, people who have personally inspired me throughout my career and I guess got me curious to learn more about and more from. Today's guest is one of those names I had written down. My first email to her team was dated Tuesday, the 3rd of April, 2018. Today, on Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2022, just over four years later, I was able to tick Pip Edwards' name off my list. A friendly reminder from the universe to never give up on your dreams or your vision. And to trust the process. Trusting that today was a perfect day for Pip to join me on the show. A point in my journey where I could hold space for her to chat about her spiritual side, her love for human design, her curious nature when it comes to learning about her emotions and being vulnerable to truly own all facets of her power. Pip is a co-founder of one of Australia's most loved lifestyle brands, PE Nation. Taking the country by storm with her go-getter boss vibes back in 2016 when she launched her streetwear label, Pip hasn't seemed to take her foot off the accelerator since with a brand that is now sold in over 45 countries. Pip talks openly and freely about how she harnesses her energy to ensure all facets of her life work, home and motherhood are working in sync. She dives into how she's personally learned to honor her emotions and the rituals and practices she uses to ground her and ignite her creativity. This episode is worth its weight in gold. Pip is electric. Her energy speaks for itself. And I'm so excited I get to share this kick-ass and inspiring chat with you. Here's Pip. Hello, Pip, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. As you can probably tell by the smile on my face, I'm very, very excited to have you here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I've got a smile on my face too. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I actually have this dream list in the back of one of my notebooks, which I first started when I started the Healthy Hustlers, and your name is on there. And I started oh. the Healthy Hustlers in, I think, 2000, oh, now it's testing me, maybe 2019. So I'm very excited to go and get that. that 
that notepad out of my in my bottom drawer and tick your name off. Well, it's um, it's been a long time coming, so I'm excited to to have a moment with you. Yeah, no, thank you. I so appreciate your time. Now, Pip, I've been starting the episodes this year in a really similar way, and that's finding out what your word for 2022 is, and I guess what it really represents and means to you. So, you know, there isn't just one word. So, I mean, there's there's a few words, and it's a really good question, actually, because I think before we started the podcast, we were talking about the start of 2022 and how that felt because it was a little bit of a sluggish start and now, you know, I think things are kind of opening up and we're starting to really see what the potential is. My word, which has actually been my word since I've started the business but I'm really leaning into it again, is think big and I'm ready to fly again. Like I'm ready to fly, like ready to rise. Like that energy has come back into my sphere and I just want to go. I just want to move. Oh, I love that so much. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just feel, I feel like, you know, we've just got to start living again and feeling again and moving again and just, you know, getting rid of all the stuckness. So yeah, that's absolutely. my word is fly, fly. I love that so much. And you're so right with the word stuck as well. It's like yeah. it's so easy to get trapped in that almost like lockdown or whatever we want to call it mentality of like not I agree. being able to do things. Yeah. I think and it's been a lot of it. it's been a bit forced or a little bit, you know, like conditional and a bit of the landscape and we've played a passenger to it. And I have too. I've been a passenger to the system and I don't want to be a passenger anymore. I want to get back and drive it again. So watch out. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm so excited to watch you fly. That is so good. No, but it's funny, like I even seeing when you're saying about like the conditioning, I even see people, you know, I guess getting on a plane now and going to America and like straight away in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, no. like, oh how are they doing that? Or, oh, yeah. oh, wow. It's almost like whether you used to see people do that each and every day and you wouldn't even like bat an eyelid and now and it feels like such can. a foreign thing. Yeah. And I, I, I was so like good. one of the first ones to get on a plane when the lockdown ended last year. I straight away in November got on a plane and went to the States and I just was like, holy shit, no, life still exists. Like people are still moving and I think it was just like everyone's now just starting to feel that again. So I just, you know, we've got to overcome those obstacles of, what's not our system and rewrite the rules again. Now, Pip, do you have any like rituals or kind of little practices that you like to do at the start of a new year? Uh, I know before we hit record, you were saying that you feel like your years are really starting now. Is there any kind of little practices that really help you get in that mindset that you want to be in? I've been doing a lot of, they're more little spiritual grounding rituals um that I think are really important like because when you're stuck or you don't feel like you've lost your way or you're you know I need to ground and come back to my core so I just I do a lot of smoking rituals and um tea rituals and crystal rituals and I see a lot of spiritual healers and things like that just to because I'm so driven by energy and I've realized how much my energy impacts the people around me, my son and my business. So I need to not only protect my energy, 
but also cultivate it as well. And the only way for me to do that is to have that those little routines that keep me on on my path. So I'm a little, um, yeah, a little woo-woo like that, um, and that's stemmed from my mother. She's passed that kind of um, vibe onto me, but I think it's quite important when you find something that works for you to, to keep you either present or to clear your mind. That's really needed at the moment just because it's so noisy out there. When did you become aware personally of how much your energy you know, affects all facets of your life? I've known my whole life that I've had an energy that's bigger than me and I know that just from meeting people or travelling or even in business, but I know that this energy I have is it does radiate. I didn't realise how powerful it was probably until I started my own business, but I've just really leaned into this whole thing of human design at the moment. It's my new focus and it's blowing my mind because my whole life, you know, you've got a unique way of being yourself and we all know who we are in ways, but we're so conditioned by the system outside or what people think of us or, or their their own projections on us or, you know, what their judgment is that you forget what your unique proposition is. And I've just had a few sessions around human design and it's really reignited what my energy is and what it's here to do. That is awesome. What are you? Yeah. What design are you? I'm a, I'm a, man, a manifesto generator. Oh, I thought I was like, you'll have to be a generator. <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm more a manifester, which means I'm a, I just like, yes, 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 yes. But the generator part is, and it's all emotionally driven. Um, and it's really funny because my whole life through my career, everyone's like, you can't, you know, don't be emotional. Don't bring emotions into it. Well, I am energy in motion. I am emotional and all my decisions have been based on my gut and my emotion and that's when they authentically work. So the fact that's actually pinpointed as a gift in my human design has almost just changed my mindset around how I make decisions and why I make them and it's given me a little bit more conviction to lean into that. So that's been the turning point I think this year of changing that sluggish pace to I want to fly yes oh my goodness I love that so much yeah I only really learned about human design last year kind of and I'm so new to it as well but I feel like yeah it's almost like it's giving you a superpower in the way of like allowing you to own those qualities that you've almost been squashed we spent our whole life working on growth and what we're not good at and what we have to improve and the lessons learned and all these things, which is all amazing for balance, right? But what if you worked out what your superpower is and what those gifts are and you lean into them and then suddenly you actually believe in yourself because they're the things that you can't explain. You can't explain those gifts and you don't even realise they're your gifts. And I've just gone, wow, this is actually so powerful for that positive mindset to really conquer anything. So it's like that's where I'm leaning into. I think I've done enough growth. I've learned enough lessons. I've been through enough pain that I'm ready to like embrace the good and the positive and and manifest that in a way that's high vibration, high energy. I think we forget about the good traits that we have that do get squashed along the way. 
Yes, absolutely. And I guess to raise your vibrational energy, like on a daily basis, if you are waking up in that kind of sluggish or a bit, you know, like especially women with cycles, weather, all of that stuff affects us. (laughs) When you're waking up in that like more sluggish feeling, do you have a little quick go-to that you use to kind of raise your vibes? Well, at the moment, I, I definitely, I burn a little sage and then a little Palo Santo and then I have a crystal that um, I rub on my chest and my third eye to activate and open up everything and then I go to Pilates and that's a non-negotiable for me because just the mind, body, soul thing and being strong in my core and having that hour in the morning to work on my body that makes me feel good and feel in control, that's my morning routine. And then I come into work and then I fire. Yeah. So it's, and that, that routine has to be daily. Otherwise I'm off kilter. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's such a good, good awareness though as well. And you mentioned um, like before with business that things are emotionally driven for you and, you know, they come from your gut. Where have you kind of learned to really, I guess, step in and truly listen to that intuition and I, and own it. There's been a situation so you can make decisions where, your mind, you know, maybe the facts and figures are something else, but your gut's telling you something else. Every time we've kind of listened to some noise, it may not have worked as well. Every time I've listened to my gut and Claire as well, it works. And so the thing with this brand, you know, yes, it's manufacturing. Yes, it's product. Yes, it's all of those things. But the difference in the cut through is actually the passion and the story and the voice. And that is where the gut comes in and that's telling the real story and being so vulnerable to that and that can only come from a place of truth, you know. Yeah. That's where the emotion is and and that's how it resonates and that's how you connect, right? So I just, I just lean into that. I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I love where these conversations just like oh. totally go to. They're like my favorite kind of chats. If you just like, ah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but I guess um, you know, for anyone who might not be familiar with mm. your story and PE Nation, can you tell us a little bit of, uh, give us a little insight and sniff it into your world? Well, I've I've been working in fashion for almost twenty years. Um, a little super prior to that, I was actually corporate and. I worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers in um, risk management, corporate restructuring, lol. Um, And then um, I made the switch over to fashion and worked at Subi for a number of years where I also had my child with Dan who started the business. Um, So I had a really amazing experience at Subi kind of working with Dan super closely and then working on women's wear design and just seeing how they built a brand. And that's been priceless to how I, just the different things I picked up on how a brand actually cultivates a community. And then from Subi, I went to Sassambad and there I was senior creative. That's actually where I met Claire, my business partner now. We used to sit next to each other side by side and she was senior designer and we had this beautiful flow of energy and creation. We're, We're quite opposite in terms of personalities, but we have the same eye, the same aesthetic, we see things the same. We're just always on the same page. So we had this really beautiful working relationship for about five or six years. I then went on to be design director at General Pants for four years, which is which was quite pivotal in my career, I guess, you know, working for a national multi-branded retailer that allowed me to understand 
you know, different demographics, people and why they shop and being responsible, I guess, for the bottom line and understanding the numbers around that. So I've had quite a intense fashion career, which is then, and everything's been about, yes, everything's been about more and more and more or learning more or doing different things, touching different touch points in businesses and different departments, which then led to PE Nation. And to be honest, it was a really just light bulb moment. It was like I was feeling stuck. I was feeling stuck and I was like, I've done this for so long and I've done this for so many other people. If I haven't learned anything now, then what am I doing? And it just was as easy as my name's sake. PE was like physical education. And for, for me and for Claire, you know, we love being fit and we love streetwear and we love fashion and we're multitasking mums, we juggle everything, we're time poor. And it was like, but we want to like go to the gym and then go to go to a meeting. What What is it that we can wear the whole day without being challenged? And it was this. And that's kind of really how it started. It was just like a personal solution to my busy life and I just wanted to look good all the time and feel good. So P was born. <laughs> I love that. I still remember buying my first pair of P Nation. Oh, well, I bought legging stuff, but I bought the jeans that had the three stripes, oh, the, the four stripes yeah, yeah, and the yeah, ribs. Yeah, yeah, I seriously, yeah. well, when I'm not pregnant, I seriously uh, still rock them. I reckon I bought them, what would that have been, four or five years oh, ago? that was a long day. That was yeah. one. We kind of were a bit, we bolted out of the gate with denim um, <laughs> a little bit. We loved it though because Claire and I come from a denim background as well, but we're coming back to denim, don't worry. Oh, seriously, I still, yeah, like I said, when I'm not pregnant, I still rock them all the time and I constantly get compliments when I wear them. Uh, and totally that street style of like I can just be effortless doing the mum stuff in sneakers and a jumper and them or I can dress them with heels and a blazer and go out for dinner and it's like. Or you can you. train in it too. You can be functional. And I think that was the thing. I think at the time. You know, a lot of people were wearing, I mean, we actually thought the market was quite saturated and a lot of people were wearing gym gear and saying it's casual wear, but it did look legit gym gear. Mm. So we flipped it by coming from a high-end design lens, um, you know, and utilising like runway trends and trending colour palettes and prints and things like that. So we, we flipped it. Instead of it being inspired by functional, it was inspired by fashion, but mm. the product was still functional. So we yes. actually did do what it was meant to do and I think yeah that's how it kind of really and now and then and then obviously like a few years later COVID hit and it was just everyone was into active and comfort totally whilst yeah, they're looking good so yeah yeah definitely um have you always had quite an entrepreneurial spirit or is that something that's kind of grown and evolved with you as a person um, I'm a worker and I love to work and I love to work for people. And I, I mean, I'm not structured personally because I'm a bit of a free spirit, but I love structure around me. So I never really thought I'd own my own business. And I, I, I don't think I ever really wanted that pressure, to be honest. And I think mm. being a single mom and managing that and running a household and having a job was a lot on my own. But this light bulb moment of this opportunity of PE, it's just, it was such a no-brainer. There was no questions about it. And I think that's the whole point, that entrepreneurial spirit is really, you know, if you really believe in something, there's no stopping you. Mm. So it doesn't matter what it is. I, I mean, I know that might be entrepreneurial, but I think that just should be a life motto 
in general, you know, if you believe in something, you will only see opportunities. You won't see obstacles. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Australia's exciting new online destination for all things health, beauty and wellness is now open. If you are passionate about health and beauty and you want to look and feel great, then beautifullyhealthy.com.au is for you. As an online health, beauty and wellness community, members will benefit from relevant on-trend brands at affordable prices, gifts, specials, rewards and rich content. It's your one-stop online shop for all your health, beauty and wellness needs. It's everything you need for your medicine cabinet, a curated selection of your favorite beauty brands and a full range of your wellness needs from your vitamins to your yoga mat and everything in between. Plus, by simply buying any product from beautifullyhealthy.com.au, they shall donate a percentage of profits to a humanitarian or health cause that you choose. So register to become a member and claim your 15% off your first purchase and enjoy shopping at the feel-good place, beautifullyhealthy.com.au. Nowadays, how do you balance, you know, you say you like having structure, but you're very free-flowing. How do you kind of nurture both sides of that mm. in, in you? I have really good people around me. <laughs> yeah. I have amazing people around me that keep me structured. I mean, I'm pretty timely. Like, I'm pretty structured with my home life, but my work life, I need a bit of freedom. I need to kind of go and feel, but I know that it's it's a humming well-oiled machine back here and that's what gives me the safety to kind of fly like that I mean everyone around me knows that I don't manage them they manage me (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's part of the beauty of the creative journey and I think when you're creating a brand that is lifestyle driven that is you know that's got to stay relevant it's got to stay on point you've got to be nimble you've got to be flexible so I push for that that's yeah. where my energy goes. And I guess when it comes to your own personal development, you obviously said you've mm. done loads and loads of that. Oh. But is there is there <laughs> certain things, you know, that you continue to do, I guess, to have yeah. that growth mindset and to keep thinking big? I think a big thing for me um, in terms of personal development, I mean, you can have skill set and work experience and knowledge and academics and all that, and that's all well and good. And, I, I mean, I was quite structured in that sense, I, you know, university and all that I'm quite disciplined with how I learn but I really needed to learn my lessons on life and emotions and and how to harness them and how to channel them and how to not get lost in them so that's been my really big growth path because the other stuff was um you know I I was brought up by very strict parents that were very disciplined which is quite amazing that I've been able to still be quite free-spirited So I know that I have that in me. So my growth really had to come from my emotional awareness and really understanding life's trials and tribulations and all the pains and lessons and not being stuck in the pain but understanding how that changes the next phase. So I spent a lot of time going inward. (sighs) I love that. (laughs) Because you don't realise how important, like a lot of people maybe don't face those things and don't understand how important that is to business or how how that affects your day-to-day, like to really understand the mechanics of how you interpret things, how things sit with you, 
or even sitting with situations. You know, a lot of people deflect, change or ignore and my business is so personal and it's my life and it's also my lifestyle that I've had to, for me, and this is I'm only talking for me here, like it had to intertwine. I had to understand how my emotions impacted my energy in the business and they do and and I need to just really be mindful of that balance. I mean, you can ask all my staff. They'll know if I'm good. They'll know if I'm on or if I'm off. They'll know if it's a boy or if it's my parents or they'll know what's kind of triggered yeah. some kind of reaction. But all of that is actually amazing when you mm. can actually sit back and go, how do I use that passion or that emotion to drive a business or to drive or, or like to get what whatever success means for you, you know? Yeah. And I guess for you then personally, what what does success look like? What does it feel like? To be honest, I'm there because I'm not like fully there, but I'm there because I've carved this path, I've raised my son, I've started a business and I fucking love what I do and I fist pump coming to work every day and I love the people around me. I live and breathe it. I couldn't think of anything else I would want to do and it's taken me so long to get here. I'm 42 and I just feel like I'm only just really starting again. So to me, uh, that's happiness. I mean, there's a hell of a lot more to tick off in terms of maybe what normal people might call success, but success is a feeling. It's not a it's not an achievement. It's not a milestone. It's a daily feeling. And if I can daily fucking love what I do, then I'm there. Oh my goodness. That just like, seriously, I'm like about to cry thinking just like, oh no, just like, it's so powerful because I like totally agree that it's, it's a happiness. It's a, it's absolutely a feeling. It's a feeling every day. Yeah. And you've got to feel it every day and it's not a material thing. Like it's not the, the turnover, the car, the house, the, it's just not about that. It's about the impact and the legacy you leave and the meaning and the purpose you have. And for me, like just impacting women daily, like just even through social media and getting my DMs or just the feeling I see with the girls in the office or the people I random people I meet on the street, that connection point is so uplifting and that's what's inspiring and driving even more. And I'm like, you know, I can touch a few women and they feel what I feel. I just want to get to women of the world. So that's what my level of success would be is to, to kind of get to all women. That's incredible. And I yeah. guess when it comes, you know, your role as a mum and what you're saying about the emotions and really learning to feel them and harness them, I guess how do you teach that or encourage that with your son? So I don't have any filters with him. He is across all my emotions and I think maybe growing up, a lot of people were a bit worried that he was overexposed. But can I tell you, like, this kid is so sensitive and so mature and so aware of the reality of life and what makes a woman happy or sad or, you know, he can really understand dynamics and he's become a true north that, honestly, he is the most well-rounded human. He is going to be the most incredible partner to the woman that he chooses because he is so hyper aware of beyond himself because he sees 
everything I go through and I'm proud of that and it might not have been the right thing to do at the time or I might have shown too much emotion but that's fucking life life is emotional like we're not two-dimensional people here it's actually we've got five dimensions if anything Mm -hmm. you know and he's like some things he rolls his eyes at me or he's like what the fuck are you doing now mom I'm like this is me like this is me and I know now that he's like nearly 16 I can see he knows and I know that even though it's taken this whole journey of blood, sweat and tears and, you know, he's seen the ups and the downs, I'm so thankful that he has and I'm so proud for him, mm. you know. He's, 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 a very pre- he's a very present human and he can cut through bullshit and mm. I think that's what's really important because there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of projecting shit. It's like he has this sixth sense of, like, the truth and he can see it. So yeah. job that done. awesome. Job Absolutely. Done. <laughs> I, like, have this just such a strong belief that, like, our children are all given to us for a reason and, like, yeah. whatever decisions you might be making, like, especially in those early days and, you know, there's so much noise and do it this way and do that and oh. don't expose them to this and it's like – I just always go back to my centre and tell myself whatever I'm choosing is the best decision like for my child because they have chosen me and my lessons that I'm going to pass on to them. So, you know, I agree. He's totally chosen He came for a reason and, you know, if I even want to go as far as his name, Justice, it's like he's just presented himself and he's so stoic but he's so emotional and he's so caring and he's so beautiful. He's super cheeky too, but, like, <laughs> he's, 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 he's got it all. And he was eight because I was so young and on my own. I've got a very strong bond with him and I wanted to share life with him. That's why I had him and I wanted to share the truth and I shared everything with him. Mm, and I so just beautiful. can't break that. Yeah. You know? No, Absolutely. Pip, when I guess it comes to spirituality, parenting, business, any of it, has there been any books that have kind of really stood out for you that's had a really positive impact on your journey? Look, I'm not a huge book reader. I have a million and one books. Two sit on my bedside table and have sat (laughs) on my bedside table for 15 years. I might not have got past page 10. One of them is The Power of Now, which Uh I, I listen to on audio. I have to repeatedly go back to that just for, for perspective a lot of the time. And the other one is the, um, the untethered soul that that's almost there as a safety net. I haven't quite finished that. Um, and I just dip in and out of different things. I'm a bit flippant like that. And it really depends on where I'm at. So like at the moment, I'm now reading everything about human design. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, totally all that, but with those two books, I mean, if you walked into my bedroom, you'd think, like, I I could recite them to you, but I, I can't. They just sit there. That's the truth. But I, but the intention is there, and I think that's a big thing. It's about the intention. So I love that. <laughs> um, I just finished The Power of Now, and, oh, I know, what you, like, I have to keep oh, – I felt like it was yes. – It's a lot. Beyond me a bit. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, there's parts of it that I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I totally get this. And there's other parts where I'm like, okay, I need to yeah. come back to this later in life because it's yeah. like I'm not fully. My dad there. actually bought me the book when I was, mm, I, I, I think I was about 22. And yeah. he oh, wow. And I, no, I didn't even open it. And I've just, it's a beautiful hard copy, like it's an old school 
copy of the book and it just now sits there and it's and it's all tattered and everything. But I couldn't, I don't think I even really properly addressed it till I was 36. Yeah, wow. So I'd okay. been sitting there for a long time. Yeah, I didn't um, realise how I, old it was because my dad said the same when he picked it up. He's like, oh, that was like a real hit like when he was in his early 20s. I was like, oh, okay, I actually didn't realise it was it was that old. I, just I mean, really and when you listen to it. him speak, Eckhart Tolle speaking it, it's like it's so mundane, his voice, you can kind of get, it gets a bit meditative. You do the audio, it's a bit meditative. So I kind of get lost in it and I've kind of got to <laughs> go back and review it. But, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so Sorry, I don't really have much advice in the book. Oh, no. Um, it's always well. interesting, though. Like, not everyone's a reader, so I always just find it interesting if it's... But I do read... I read things like... Um, I really I really delve into just the astrology world and yeah, all that okay. stuff. And I don't know whether, yeah, that's just been passed down from my mum, but I'm a massive horoscope, human design, all, all like all those things that are innate. Yeah. Like... I want to understand how I'm built to then understand how I react, you know? Mm, love that. I think, Absolutely. I think, I think the world, I think we're, well, I'm talking about me now, but, but I'm super reactive. So I want to learn why and what so I can respond better. Mm. What's your kind of go to? Do you have any teachers or work that's your go to in that space? I mean, I do. I have a plethora of them. I can't even read. I've got, I've got my list somewhere on my phone. No, that's okay. I'm making, I'm making, I'm making my way through it. But um, yeah, no, I love it. Just to be, yeah, to respond rather than mm. to react. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept. Pippi, is there anything that you know now that you really wish that you knew earlier? I mean, obviously, there are life lessons about love, and you know things in hindsight you look back and go, wow, I was actually really lucky to have even experienced that. But there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But I just feel the way my life's unfolded has been this way. So I, I don't wish I knew anything earlier. I've meant to learn it this way. Some things I've been really late to the party on and I'm really sorry, but other things I was really early on. So you can't pick and choose that. And we're all at different stages. So Maybe I just wish I understood myself earlier. And and I see this in my son. Like I don't even know how he's done this, but through lockdown he took himself into this meditation space and he would get up and like he's nearly 16. He'd get up at 4 a.m. and he'd do a meditate, a 20-minute meditation, a 20-minute yoga session, and then he'd go have a hot uh, sorry, a cold shower to the theme song of Rocky and he'd motivate himself and then he'd go play basketball. And I was like, where has this come from? Because it didn't come from me. And I was wondering like maybe if I had that mindfulness younger, what would that have done to my whole interpretation on life? Because it's, it's incredible that a kid can really take that on himself. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe that's something. I could have done with 30 years ago. <laughs> Do you think, though, that's a shift in what they're exposed to in terms of conversations, social yeah. media, like the world around them? Um, it's, it's a topic of mind, that's for sure, and it's the, definitely the landscape. But for him, he maybe the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, but he's got his mind set on basketball yeah. and he really wants to achieve 
and he's got that little fire in him like I have, it's like when you want something, you go for it and that's all he cares about. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's insane. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so interesting hearing that, you know, I guess – having a young child myself, like I'm always like, oh, how do you kind of encourage and instill these things from a young age Mm. that they do become almost second nature? Because I feel like if we had the tools so much earlier, there'd be so many situations that would have been so much easier to honour. My upbringing was was different. I mean, I loved fashion from the age of three, but my parents really forced me down a path of being academic, being musical, like I've got my Amos and piano. I had to, I did commerce law at Sydney Uni. Like I was all about being really strict and disciplined with learning, and they weren't to they weren't to encouraging in the creative fashion space. But that's obviously just naturally it had to come out. And my parents have since said, you know, wow, you you always wanted to do this. This this was you were born that way. They just tried to steer me on a different path. So. I think with justice, you know, I'm grateful for them to steer me down a different path because of the learning and what I, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way just for the, you know, holistic view of of work and business. But for justice, I see this passion and I just, I don't, I, I need to encourage that because that could have changed things for me. I don't know. But the fact that he's so dedicated without me pushing him is a fucking sign. So you've just got to let him run. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Seriously. And how lucky for him that he can just kind of own that himself. Um, yeah. And yeah. I support him 100%. Yeah. I mean, he I still has him. to do his homework. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he still has to do all that shit. But um, <laughs> I'm a bit lenient when, you know, when he's like, I want to play basketball every day. I'm yeah. like, yeah, go, do it, go, do, do it. it. Oh, that is so good. And what inspires you on a daily basis? What what keeps you motivated and, and going? Music, people, the sun, um, all the all these like natural elements. I'm super I'm super solar powered, which is why I've been sluggish lately with all the rain. <laughs> but um music and people and just new places. I'm about newness and I'm curious and I love meeting random people. I love random stories. I love learning about everything else around me. Yeah. That's awesome. Pip, what does the future have in store? What's ahead for you? More travel. Get out there. More (laughs) markets, more people, more places, more cities. Yeah, more travel. I'm just about to actually um, head over to the UK because I haven't been there for a while. We've been focused a lot on the US with business, so now – that's all percolating and happening. So now I'm kind of transferring my energy to the, to the UK. So that's exciting. Yeah, the world. The world. I love it. Pip, this has been incredible. Thank you so, so much for your time. I've oh, absolutely loved you. chatting to you. And um, thank yeah, you so much really for having me. You coming on the show. Oh my God. Good luck with your baby. Oh, thank you. Yes, I know. Busy couple of weeks ahead and then mama time. But no, thank you. This has been so nourishing. I've really loved chatting to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. 
If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.